Hey, Jesse here. Are you looking for a little extra focus in your day? Go to extrafocus.com and sign up for my free weekly newsletter. It's a lot like this podcast, but in written form and delivered directly to your inbox once a week so you can read it at your own pace. I always keep it short so it's a quick read to help inspire your week with ADHD strategies and more. And speaking of strategies, when you sign up, you'll also get access to my ADHD strategy guide, the five pillars of ADHD. And if you want to take it to the next level, you can sign up for the paid version of the newsletter. It's like giving me a high five, uh, but with your wallet. Seriously, thank you for the support. It helps keep the lights on and allows me to continue to do this important work. Again, just go to extrafocus.com to sign up today. I would start in like this blaze of glory where I'd come in like so much potential and I legitimately thought every time like, okay, this is the one, this is definitely going to be the one that like, it's a good fit for me. There's structure, there's incentives, there's consequences. I get to meet people and like, it just never worked out. Hey, my name is Jesse J. Anderson, host of the ADHD Nerds podcast the show where we talk about living with ADHD and have some fun along the way. This is episode 18, and today I'm talking with Ryan Mayer. Ryan is an ADHD coach on a mission to empower ADHDers toward their greatness, and you may know him from his videos on TikTok or Instagram, where he has over half a million followers. Today, we talk about his struggles working in corporate America and how that eventually led him to becoming an ADHD coach. We also dive into what ADHD coaching is and how it can help you. But first, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Llama Life. Say goodbye to never-ending lists and hello to daily bliss. Llama Life is a perfect tool for managing time-boxed working sessions. You can whiz through your monstrous to-do list, finish your work on time, and get the things done that you said you would do. To get your free trial, go to ADHDnerds.com slash llama, that's L-L-A-M-A, and get started today. And you can save 20% by using the coupon code JESSELLAMA20, that's J-E-S-S-E, L-L-A-M-A-2-0. Now let's get to the show. Hey, Ryan, it's so great to have you here. How's it going? Jesse, I am so pumped to finally be able to tell everyone I am a nerd and I'm proud of it. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's great to have you on the podcast. We got to meet a little while ago at the ADHD conference and uh, we'll maybe talk a little bit about that more later, but I'd love to start with your origin story with ADHD. How'd you find out you had it and how did it all kind of unfold from there? Yeah. So a long, long time ago, in northeastern Ohio, a young man was going through grade school and everything seemed totally normal. Until one day when he found out. No. Um, so <laughs> basically, I was everything was fine. I was going along. And one of the things that I, I clearly remember was the fact that I'm the oldest of three. So my brother is six years younger than me. So I had a, a big head start uh, mm. getting to school. So whenever we would do homework, that usually consisted of my mom reading my textbook to me, which like I knew nothing obviously at that point about like processing modalities or whatever, but it turns out I'm an auditory learner. I'm an auditory processor. So she would read about, you know, the pilgrims coming across on the Mayflower and I could envision everything. Well, once we got to sixth, seventh, eighth grade and we're talking about like pre-algebra and atoms and molecules and things, I'm like, wait, what? And hmm. so I went, you know, to my mom, like I always had, and like with the open textbook, like, okay, mom, I'm ready to do my homework. And she was like, well, Ryan, like your brother needs my help now. Like you're a, you're a big boy. Like you can do your own thing. And I was like, wait, what? So then I would go upstairs and do what any ADHD or would do. I started playing 
NES, you know, like the original Nintendo, and, until my mom would call up and be like, Ryan, how's your homework? Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm not doing it. What are you doing? Playing video games? Get down here now. Um, <laughs> so then I was sitting at the kitchen table and learning about body doubling before I knew what body doubling was. Um, mm-hmm. where my mom would be like, you sit there and you do your math homework while I make dinner and I don't want to hear a thing like, okay. And then I could magically do my homework. So mm. that kind of started it. Then I have, I developed this severe numbers allergy very early on in life where I just didn't want to do anything with math or science. But like when we get into the liberal arts, like I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. Right. Um, so then I really started struggling. Like I went from the like gifted and talented group of kids to the, I need a, like help. I'm staying after school. I'm coming early. And this transferred over to high school too, where I can remember like being in tears, like before school with the tutor trying to like cram for this math test and then getting to the exam and it was as though I had never looked at the material in my life where I'm like, mm-hmm. what? I just don't remember anything. And then the other thing that clearly sticks out for me in my memory was, I, I, so I played sports in high school and my mom or my dad would be you know, outside to like pick me up after practice. So I'd come out of the locker room, but I was almost always like the last person. And I can remember my mom saying, what do you do in there? Like, what can possibly take you so long every time? I'm like, I I don't know, mom. Like, I'm doing what everything else is doing. I'm just getting dressed and stuff. You know, maybe I was talking or whatever. But Mm -hmm. now, even as a, you know, late 30s person, like, I play basketball a couple times a week. And when I leave the gym in the morning, I notice I'm still, like, one of the last one or two. I'm like, yep. Like, there's ADHD fingerprints everywhere. So, (laughs) right. um, So then when I would, you know, I was still having this pretty bad test anxiety and I was always the last one to finish tests and everything. We just started thinking like, there's gotta be more to this. Mm -hmm. So, um, I got assessed and sure enough. Um, and I just reviewed this actually recently that I thought this whole time I was hyperactive ADHD. Um, but it turns out that I was actually diagnosed back in 2006 as combined, um, Mm. type. And I was like, Oh wait, I've been telling everyone I'm hyperactive. So I'm going public right now on ADHD nerds <laughs> podcast to say like, I'm sorry, I'm actually combined. That was my bad, everyone. Um, we got the so exclusive yeah. here. Yeah, you got it here. It's breaking news. <laughs> so that was kind of like the story of how I found out. So hmm. it was all the way back in high school. Um, and then when I was in college, I was finally able to get accommodations after almost having like, I'm pretty sure I had like a full on panic attack, even though I don't know exactly like what the qualifications Mm -hmm. are. Um, But like being in kind of your stereotypical college, like stadium seating auditorium, taking an exam that I'd stayed up like till 4am trying to cram for. And of course it was math related and like just freaking out because my mind's going blank and I'm like, my whole life is over. All the Mm -hmm. negative self-talk is flowing. And I had to like excuse myself and like go to the bathroom and like wash my face and like, like, you're not going to die. Everything's going to be okay. I'm like, I got to get some help. So Mm. I ended up getting accommodations with distraction-reduced environment, um, extended test-taking time, and wow, that just made a world of difference. What was Um, that that process like? Like, who did you... I know a lot of people are kind of curious about that and don't know where to even start. So like, yeah, what did that process look like? 
Totally. So, you know, I was home on one of my breaks and kind of relaying to my parents, like the semester went okay, but I really struggled as I always have kind of in the, in the, uh, STEM kind of courses and mm-hmm. like science, technology, engineering, math, I think it's called steam now. I don't even know what that stands for, but that's a thing. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so we looked into it and found out that on most campuses, there's something called like the student services, uh, office. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we went in and I saw like a therapist on campus too. And, and that was for more of like my anxiety and things. And, um, they said, you should talk to student services. So I did, and they were able to give me the kind of step-by-step instructions of, you know, they would give me the paperwork and then I had to get kind of the, uh, proof, uh, documentation of my diagnosis. Um, and so I got that from my, uh, doctor back at home and then went to student services, presented all that. And then they would get the necessary info to my professors. And then I would take, I would actually take the exams in like a separate building, which was awesome. Mm. Um, so then I wasn't like going in there feeling all the shame and watching everyone else finish before me and like, like staring at the clock being like, Oh my gosh, like I'm going to run out of time. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it went. And um, nice. here's what's interesting, though, because this kind of leads into where I've the direction I've gone with my life, which is once I got into the workplace, it turns out that when you raise your hand and say that you need some help because your brain's wired a little bit differently, there isn't exactly as warm of a reception. Mm-hmm. Cliffhanger. <laughs> so what... Where did that, um, I know from then now you're a coach, you're an ADHD coach. And so what, what did that look like? So you kind of, uh, got out of college, went into the workforce and it sounds like maybe that didn't go, uh, super well. And then now you're coaching people and kind of helping others that are maybe going through that same experience, kind of struggling with how do I get, how do I succeed at work? How do I get help at work? Uh, so yeah, what did, what did that process look for you? Uh, look like for you, and what does coaching look like as well? Yeah. So first off, what I knew beyond anything else was that there was certain things in life that I had always been really good at, which was mm-hmm. meeting people, interacting with people, being genuinely interested in them, trying to help them. And so I I come from a long line of successful sales professionals. So I thought like, well, sales is kind of in my blood. That's just what I'll, I'll do, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I had found a job. I was really excited because I had a job lined up like coming out of school. It was a younger culture, which I should have realized. And so if anyone's listening and you're in college, if you're looking at jobs and you go to shadow and it's all people like under the age of 30, that's a red flag. <laughs> I actually thought that it was like really cool. Cause I'm like, whoa, this is like a young hip like company. But it turns out it's because they bring in like the fresh graduates who don't know any better, work them and burn them out. And Mm. then if you want to have the audacity to have any kind of like life outside of work, um, (laughs) you end up leaving because there was hardly anybody there that was, you know, older than 30 or 40 unless they were the big head honchos. So, so yeah, I really struggled where I was kind of in that fight or flight, like sense of urgency mode pretty much like every single day at work. And I can remember so clearly laying on the floor of my apartment, um, like in the fetal position, 
and like crying when I'm like, you know, at this point, a college grad. So I'm like, you know, 23, 24 years old or whatever, 22 years old. And just being like, I do not want to go into work. Like, this is awful. Mm. And just thinking like, is this what the rest of my adult life is going to be like? And I know that there's people listening right now that are, that can relate to like just that, that pit in your stomach, the dread of like, I can't even go in. I just can't even think about it. And when you do, it's just awful. And Mm. the reason why, if I had to describe like the first 15 years of my career when I was in corporate America, it would be hopeless if it was just one word, because like I would start in like this blaze of glory where it'd be like, I'd come in like so much potential. And I legitimately thought every time like, okay, this is the one, this is definitely going to be the one that like, it's a good fit for me. There's structure, there's incentives, there's consequences. I get to meet people and like, it just never worked out. And I know that you and I talked a little bit about this, like ADHD years and job hopping and everything. And so at one point I was just like in a really dark place where I started because, you know, you go through a couple jobs and it's like, all right, well, all right, that wasn't the one, but like this, this will be good. And uh, Mm -hmm. I was confident because I knew that I had a special talent, like I said before, but it just never translated into success at work. And it was so confusing. Yeah. Um, I, I had similar sort of thing where I felt like I would jump around jobs and I would have just like you're saying, like every time I'd get to a new job and it'd be like, I'd have all this enthusiasm and like positive energy. I'm like, this is, yeah, the optimism. I have like, this is going to be the one like my, cause I know I have, like, I know I have these strengths and these skills and talents. And finally, this is where they're going to shine. And then uh, usually pretty quickly (laughs) until they don't. Yeah. You just feel almost like you hit a wall and then yeah and then it's like every day becomes dread and you're like mm-hmm. i i don't feel like i'm able to do what i'm good at and so what am i even doing here like what's the point yep. if i can't do what i'm good at at this job exactly because i and there was times where i advocated for myself saying like hey if i could just do the part where i'm out in front of the customers or like doing the presentations that's what I'm really good at and, and Mm -hmm. people enjoy it and I can, I can engage with them really quickly. And, but then they'd be like, sorry, that's not how we do it here. Like basically sit down, shut up and do your job, do the duties as assigned based on the job description. That's really cute, Ryan, like super creative, but yeah, just go do your work. Okay. So I was wondering, will I ever find a place where I fit in? And I was getting so desperate that I just, I was Googling because that's what obviously what you do. Dr. Google, please help me. And (laughs) what I found was the 2018 International ADHD Conference. And I'm like, well, my first thought was, wait, we're organized enough to have a conference? That was my first thing. (laughs) Right. I'm like, well, nothing else has worked. I am desperate. I'll pay anything. Like, I just, I got to find someone who can help me. Mm -hmm. So I went to this conference. And my wife knows this, so I'm okay saying it on public airspace. It was like the greatest weekend of my life because for those of you Frozen fans, Disney fans out there, for the first time in forever, like I felt like I could be myself and like my quirky, Mm -hmm. just like I'm joking around and everything. It was like, wait, everyone else is just like me. Like I'm not the weird one anymore. This Mm -hmm. is so cool. Like, these are my people. 
Um, and it was at that conference, like I, this wasn't the plan, but it just so happened that I got introduced to David Gawork, who is the founder and president of the ADD Coach Academy. So we end up like, like so many ADHDers, you meet someone else that's like you. And it's like, it's like your best friends after like two seconds. <laughs> right, exactly. So David and I talk for two hours and I had no idea at the time, like he's kind of a, I'm using air quotes, a big deal in the industry. I'm like, whatever, it's just this guy who mm -hmm. seems kind of nice and understands me. And he was like, Ryan, I think you make a great ADHD coach one day. I'm like, ADHD coach? Like, <laughs> isn't like, oh, you mean like a life coach? Because in my mind, it was like just underneath like used car salesman would be like ADHD coach. <laughs> or, or life coach because it's like okay so the translation you were bad at all the other things so you just decided to call yourself a, a coach mm -hmm. um and he helped me and eventually my wife asked me this question when i was in a very dark place She's like ryan you just seem so unhappy in all these corporate jobs if you could do anything what would you do and i thought back to that conversation with david gawork which had been like at this point a year and a half almost two years later mm. and I just had this clarity that I normally didn't have. And I said, I think I'd want to be an ADHD coach to help other people like me to know they're not alone when they're feeling so hopeless. Right. And I get emotional even just saying it, but like she, and so because my wife is just so amazing, she's like, well, why don't you just do that then? And I said, <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> because normally her question is like, how much is that thing? going to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, right. You know, the newest shiny hobby that we don't do. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, I said, well, it's a couple thousand dollars and like braced for impact. And she was like, if that's going to help you to like be happier and like not be as down on yourself, then yeah, like go ahead and do mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. I signed up that day and that was like 2018. And I, so through the pandemic, I got my training finished and then it was perfect timing because now like people were were starting to realize the struggles mm -hmm. they were having and so now i've been doing this for a little over two years and it's just been an incredible journey so to answer your question originally what does a coach do i mean super um concise answer is i help other adults with adhd to navigate the storms in their life that are caused by symptoms of ADHD. Yeah, I feel like kind of kind of like what you said with the the perfect timing sort of thing. I I was diagnosed like uh, I guess it's probably been six years ago now, mm -hmm. and I just so happened to like right around the same time you're saying like a couple of years ago, just suddenly kind of decided like, hey, I should I've been learning all this stuff to know my own brain better. Maybe I should share this with other people and kind of start writing some stuff and then that I just kind of got in right at the time when suddenly, you know, TikTok was starting to blow up and then more yeah. and more people were finding out that they had ADHD through TikTok and other things like that. I, like, I think, I think it was it 2021, it might've been where ADHD was like the number two search thing on TikTok, which was just yeah. like wild. So there's been, I mean, there's, there's problems with that too, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. Of but course. the awareness has grown so much where I think a lot of people that had no idea why they were struggling. They just thought they, you know, they were broken or they were lazy or whatever terrible stories they've been hearing from other people right. and then telling themselves. And so through that, I think 
ADHD coaching has sort of risen is like, oh, hey, all these people are finding out they have ADHD and they don't know what to do about it. And so there, it's great that there's kind of this thing where people are the, able to kind of go to, you know, go to schools like ADCA, which I've uh, I talked about on another episode. I've done some of the courses at ADCA, which is the ADD, you know, uh, coaching academy where they teach you a lot of stuff about ADHD, which can help you to, you know, educate other people and coach other people and all of that. And I think it's super valuable uh, for because it's so when I was diagnosed, like no one gave me anything. It was just like, hey, you've got it now. And then <laughs> I just sort of like, I, you know, I found uh, Driven to Distraction, which yes. is like a 20 year old yep. book at that time. But it was still it was like the only thing that was yep. really around at the time. And it spoke to me so much. I was like, mm. I had no idea that anyone knew of all that, like all these were like what I thought were my fa you know, family quirks or something like that. And it turns out it's a condition that's pretty well documented here. Um, so what is when somebody so when, say that happens to someone they're on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, they see some memes and they laugh a little bit. And then at some point they realize like, oh, I need to look into this more. Maybe I actually have ADHD. Go through that, maybe get diagnosed or they self-diagnose and they think, OK, I think I need to see a coach. What does that look like? So they kind of reach out to you, maybe see something that you've done or have like an intro call with you. Once they've gotten, say, like a few sessions in, like what do you, what do your regular kind of coaching appointments look like with people? Yeah. And I guess just to to backpedal just a little, because you and I had very similar um, journeys. And I got to tell the story because I told you when we first met, but just for the <laughs> listener's sake, like uh, it's so it was so cool for both of us to meet so many fellow ADHD content creators in real life. Um, yes. who are out there like just helping to spread the word and helping to build awareness about ADHD. Like we were all together in, in one place. It was so fun. And um, I have followed your stuff for so long, Jesse, and just really looked up to how good it was. And of course, you'll have the imposter syndrome when I say that. So it's fine. Um, but, <laughs> yep, yep, right but, on cue. <laughs> uh, yeah, but just how uh, articulate you are about it and witty and everything. So then uh, my wife had asked me like, do you think you'll meet Jesse J Anderson there? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, maybe. So then of course you were like the first person that I saw right. when I walked into the hotel lobby and I'm like, Jesse J Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the listeners, like I took a selfie with Jesse, who by the way, is way taller in real life than I anticipated. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. And then I sent it to my wife. I'm like, you'll never believe my newest friend. So anyway, but you and I had a similar trajectory on social yeah, media. Yeah. So like uh, what people asked, like, you know, well, how did you do this? How'd you get so many followers? Here's what happened. I finally just started to take off the mask and just, mm. you know, for the first time it was okay. And I just decided I don't care anymore. I don't yeah. care what, what anyone thinks of me because I've been sick of like having to try to fit into the mold that I think corporate wants me to be in. So I'm just going to instead just be like, you know what? This is what I struggle with. And I'm going to put it out there. And whoa, like all of a sudden I start getting like thousands and thousands of followers and it still, and I'm sure you feel this way. It doesn't even like seem real because I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm just a dude who's like really struggling with my ADHD. But what this tells me is not like yay, Ryan. Instead it's this is a serious issue that needs to be addressed yes. because mm -hmm. a lot of people are struggling. So 
I, it, now most of my clients come from seeing one of my videos on social media mm-hmm. at ADHD Coach Ryan. Um, and, <laughs> and then we'll have a call and I'll just, it's really, it, it's so special to me because I will say to them, first off, I'll say, let's just get one thing out on the table. I'm not a therapist. So like, I'm not here to, I can't diagnose you. So like in case anyone's wondering, like an ADHD coach can't make a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Um, So a therapist, which by the way, I'm a huge advocate for like, get the help that you need. And it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be like therapy versus coaching. Cause I think there's this misconception like, well, are you going to get a therapist or are you going to get a coach? It's like, why does it have to be one or the other? I love it when my clients also have a therapist because a therapist or a counselor or a psychiatrist or whatever is going to help a person with ADHD to sort through and to help make sense of why they feel a certain way. Mm. Um, but then, like I always say, that they're going to help you look back and understand what led you to where you are now. And then the coach can kind of take it from there to say, okay, here's where you are now. We take a quick glance back to be like, okay, got it. That's what happened that brought you to this place. But now, more importantly, where do you want to go and what do you think you need to do to get there? Which Mm -hmm. is fairly like a simple question. What what do I want to say? Simple but not easy because Mm -hmm. it's just saying like, let's build a plan. And as an ADHD or like I mentor a lot of younger coaches now who are like, but wait, what if I don't have the answer (laughs) to what my clients are looking for? I'm like, perfect. You're never supposed to have the answer because it turns out that all of us have the answers we need. This sounds so cliche. Um, All of you have the answers inside of you. But what happens is our brains are moving so fast, we can't stop and hit pause long enough to be like, okay, what am I actually trying to do? Um, Mm -hmm. I always think about, it was, I think I heard, it might have been David Gork or somebody, but it was like, it's like we're standing there and we see our brain ride by like on a horse and it's like, Hey, where are you going? Wait, where are you going? And it's like, I don't know, but I'm going really fast. And it's like, that it's off. It's like, well, I have no idea where that's going to go. So mm-hmm. I just say like, hold on. Whoa, boy. Like let's pause the horse for a second and just be like, where are you trying to go? Mm-hmm. Because that's what happened in my career was, and you mentioned it too, Jesse, like, we start this new job and we go and we zoom off thinking like, okay, this is it. Here I go. Here I go here. It's like, wait, is this even what I want? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where it kind of starts with is I'll just say, Hey, maybe I'll become your coach. Maybe I won't, but I just want to tell you I'm in your corner now. That's what I always say. So it's like, even if you don't become my client, that's cool. Like I give what I so badly needed like five or 10 years ago. I, right, I, I want to yeah. be just an advocate and a friend for you. Okay, I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think that's a, a really great model, kind of separating therapy and coaching of like therapy being kind of, like, I think they're both kind of concerned with like the present, but like mm-hmm. therapy is, yeah, kind of looking backward and sort of reassessing and understand, like kind of contextualizing why you feel and why things are the way they are in the present. Correct. And coaching can s- sort of say, like you're saying, like pause and kind of like, Let's look at the present so that we can figure out like where we're going to aim in the future. Like mm-hmm. which direction do we want to go in? Because yeah, I've definitely got in, in that place before where I'm just 
I'm going one way and I'm going really fast and I don't know how to turn. I'm just like, I'm just going straight and I don't know what to do about it. And like coaching can really kind of help to be like, Hey, let's, let's look around and like realize like there's more than just the one path that you're speeding down. And maybe that's, maybe that is the right path. And maybe there's something we can do to make that path better. Or maybe there's uh, an adjustment or a different direction we can go. And yeah, I think that is uh, super valuable uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. And the other way to think about it is like our brains are super powerful, all like everyone's, but especially ADHDers. And we have these great ideas. We have a lot of energy, but we just have to be able to steer it. So it's almost like the analogy I use is it's a speedboat, but we, if we don't have a rudder, we're just going to end up crashing or capsizing or whatever. So it's like I help my clients to install the rudder so they can actually steer to like where they're trying to go. Right, right. Totally. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a I think that's a really great way to put it. Um, I think this is a good time in the show to transition and talk about shiny objects, uh, which is just kind mm. of a time to talk about something that has maybe grabbed your attention lately, something that's uh, interesting, uh, that's, you know, that's grabbed your interest and your attention lately. So what uh, I see you're reaching over to find something. What is your uh, shiny object? Here's my bin. Um, so I'm going to do two. One awesome. is I have I have this bin. It's like the size of a shoebox for those of you just listening, not watching. It's got it's clear and it's got these handles on either side. And what this is, is like my catch all bin. Because I know like you've seen in videos and memes and tweets that it's like, we'll have like, you know, dirty plates and half full water and coffee from last week all over our <laughs> office. Well, this helps because whether it's something that's like a um, something for work or something for home or my super sweaty socks or whatever, I throw it all in here. And then when it's time to go downstairs, I can carry it all and it's in one spot. So that's the first thing. But then nice. inside of my catch all bin. Um, I have doo, 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 my rocket book. Um, uh, yeah. So like I have like three different rocket books in here. I'm not like sponsored by rocket book or anything, but this is just, I love the fact because there's something about hand, like handwriting something for mm -hmm. our brains versus just typing it. So they have this, it's called a power sticker that you can put on the front that it just has like your week at a glance, like what are you trying to get done? Mm -hmm. And so it, I use it not only to like catch my ideas in the notebook, but then like try to just do a couple things a day off of the list and then different colored uh, erasable pens. So those nice. are my like two and a half shiny things. <laughs> what about you, Jesse? What, what, what are your shiny? What's your shiny thing? Awesome. Well, yours is uh, so much more uh, productive and useful than mine. Mine is basically just a toy. Um, I mean, an expensive toy. So I recently bought a brand new camera. It's a uh, Fujifilm X-H2S and it's, it's really nice. And I got it mostly, I mean, the way I justified it was that I'm starting to do more like YouTube videos and stuff. And so I got it for video for like business purposes or whatever, but business really expense. I'm just... Yeah, business expense, exactly. But really, I'm just excited to kind of get into photography again, which is something it's been kind of one of those hobbies that comes and goes for me. And it's been a sure. while since I've owned like a good DSLR. And so I'm kind of excited to get back into that again. I've only had I've only had it for a few days. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's light years ahead of what I had before. And it's just, oh, it's so nice. I love a good DSLR. And I'm taking photos all the time of the kids and everything now. 
And yeah, so that that is my shiny object getting back into photography. And I'm sure I'm going to get back into like, like, all right, I took one photo and now I'm going to spend three hours making it perfect in Lightroom because now I got to fiddle with every every little uh, knob and lever that I can try to make it look just exactly the way I want it to look. And in case anyone else listening or watching is wondering, because um, I just asked Google, I always hear people talk about DSLR. And I was like, what is DSLR? What does that even stand <laughs> for? Because I know that that means fancy and nice, but it stands for, for anyone else who is wondering, digital single lens reflex. Yeah, DSLR. obviously. What else, what else would it stand for? Duh. Yeah, I didn't actually know that. <laughs> That's why I was like, I don't want to ask Jesse and put him on the spot. So I, I just looked it up. Digital single lens reflex. There you go. Okay. Yeah, basically the SLR part, what that means is it's it has like a physical shutter. So when you click the button, it there's actually the mirror is flipping. Uh, so like the mirror flips out of the way so that it takes the shot. I, I believe that's what the distinction and, is. And that's why it makes like that sound, like the, yeah. the mm -hmm. shutter noise. Yeah, Whoa. exactly. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this was uh, amazing. It's so uh, great to get to chat with you a little bit. Where can people go to kind of find out what you're doing, uh, find out more about your coaching practice and all of that? Totally. Thank you again for having me on the show. And anyone who's interested, you can check me out on social media. My handle on Instagram, TikTok, all the others is ADHD Coach Ryan or or Coach Ryan Mayer, depending on which one you're on. And that's M-A-Y-E-R. And then you can check out my website, which is RyanMayerCoaching.com. And I just, as you all heard from my origin story, I really struggled in the workplace. And so that's one of my biggest passions in my coaching practice so with that, over the last two years, I've compiled just a lot of knowledge and tips and tricks. So I put together a webinar that's called uh, Five Shifts for Conquering Your ADHD at Work. So I'd love to have the ADHD nerds fan base check it out. Um, and you can do that through my website or just send me a DM and would love to connect with you. Awesome. Yeah, we'll have links to uh, all of that in the show notes. So it'll be really easy for people to just sort of... Uh click and follow you if they're not already. I'm sure a lot of people are. Yeah. So thanks again for being here. Uh, this is great. Thanks, Jesse. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. I especially want to thank our VIP patrons, Alex Magana, Sharice Carlson, Dan Ott, Luce Carter, and Richard Stevens. Your support helps make it possible for me to do the work that I do. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash J, or you can also help the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast player of your choice. Full show notes and transcripts are available at ADHDnerds.com.